Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. Being productive when you are a creative ideas person who has a tendency for chaos. Now, this is a subject that's very, very close to my heart because it's something I've struggled with for years and only I feel within the last two years or so do I feel I've more or less hit my stride with being productive and getting stuff done and not getting caught up in beating myself up constantly. Now, um, I grew up in Singapore and I went through the local school system, which was a very rigid, structured, very competitive kind of upbringing. For example, when I was a teenager, I would have, let's say, 45 minutes to eat my lunch and write an essay. If I didn't write that essay in those 45 minutes, I would literally not have time to write it the rest of the day before the next class. So there wasn't much of a choice in decision making. You just looked at your schedule, found the slots and did the thing because you didn't have a choice. When I was 20, I bought a one-way ticket from Singapore to Amsterdam. In the first term in Amsterdam, which was a much more relaxed, open type of uh, culture, in the first term, I got really high grades for everything. In the second term, I failed every single one of my classes. And very soon after, I got my diagnosis of ADD, Attention Deficiency Disorder, which makes a lot of sense looking at my life before then. At all, constantly forgetting homework, forgetting to sign stuff, being distracted, reading books under my desk when I was in school, and so on. Now, some studies suggest that more than half of entrepreneurs have ADD, and also that people with ADD tend to make better entrepreneurs. However, this episode is not about ADD or not. Some of the things you hear might sound familiar, especially if you are a creative ideas person, but that is for who this is. I do have ADD. It's not severe enough to need medication, but I've definitely had to really find my own way in finding my own structure and, well, productivity techniques that could actually get something done. So listen up and I hope that helps. First of all, when we're looking at adding structure as a creative ideas person to make you more productive, don't be afraid to stop a technique and go try something else. Test it, tweak it, try again is the name of the game here now more than ever before. Because different techniques will work for different sorts of people. So it's really up to you to go test these out and keep track and think, which one's actually working better for me or not? Which one am I finding challenging, but I know I need to persevere because it can work for me. One great starting point is Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Test. The Four Tendencies describes about how you respond to expectations. In this case, also your own. So every time you've set yourself a deadline and ignored it, yeah, go do this test. The, there are four different results here. The upholder wants to know what should be done. The questioner wants justification. Obligers need accountability. And rebels want freedom to do something their own way. So I would suggest, if you can, pause this right now, go do the quiz, and then come back and listen to the rest. 
I've done the quiz several times. I'm actually not totally sure which one I'm in. I know I'm definitely not an upholder, but I do personally bounce around between questioner, obliger, and rebel, depending on what the task or project is. And again, this has come to me after a couple of years of testing this out, and it actually makes it really helpful for me to be productive because I can know I know now I can tap into different elements of each thing to make myself do stuff. So an example is that an obliger says, I have to write a blog post every week, sits down and writes the blog post. That is definitely not me. A questioner needs to understand the why. Why is this important? How is this helpful? Why do I need to do this? So they're like goal setting and being really, really um, intentional with this task I'm doing now actually is helping me to that step that I want to get to. That's really important for me personally as well. The obliger wants accountability. So again, um, if you are someone who needs accountability, join a mastermind, do some virtual co-working, have an accountability group. And here my tip is it needs to hurt a little in the sense that it, you know, that's why like paid masterminds work really, really well because you have skin in the game. You have, you have much more of an obligation to do stuff because you've not only said I'm joining and I'm doing X, but you've also actually paid to be part of that. Or having like a goal that's linked to your current project that, oh, if you achieve that, you reward yourself, for example. Now, I've got some tips here in general for scheduling yourself because this is something I struggled with so much over years and years. Because when I started my own business, I just thought like, the normal thing to do, like air quotes normal here, is that you have like a micro schedule and you have your, you know, week planned out, like every 30 minutes you're doing a task. And I tried this multiple times, like, and it was incredibly frustrating because I am a natural wannabe overachiever. And I always tend to overestimate how quickly I can do things and underestimate how long things will take me. It's something I still you know, it's it's definitely still an ongoing challenge. I have to be very, very aware of that when I'm planning or scheduling things. But this also meant in combination with, you know, my ADD creative ideas mindset is that, and this is not an exaggeration, I spend like an hour and a half planning out this like super detailed weekly schedule. By Monday, 11.30 a.m., I was already like an hour and a half behind schedule. This happened multiple times and it was really frustrating because I didn't, I thought that was like the right way to do stuff. So here I have a couple options for you on scheduling yourself for the week and in general, how do you plan your time? My big recommendation, what I said right when this episode started is test it, tweak it, try again. Play around with these different options and really figure out what suits you best. So first of all, time blocking. So instead of saying, I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing task A and then 20 minutes doing task B, I say, I'm going to spend my entire morning doing task A. So you can consider this as well like batching. Batching is super, super helpful in general in life and business. It basically means that instead of doing, let's say, you know, instead of me recording one podcast episode every single week, I sit down once a month and I record four and I'm done for the month. So this really helps with... um, task switching. So it uses up a lot less concentration, energy, and time because I have to, I would have to use the same amount of concentration and energy to get each task started. 
And if I do four podcast episodes, I'm basically only starting that task once and doing four versus doing that every single week. Another idea I have here is having certain days for certain tasks. For example, Monday is content creation day, Tuesday is client call day, Wednesday is networking day, and so on. Now, I have to say this method has never really worked for me personally, although I know many people who use this, who use this successfully. So again, test it out. The reason I think it doesn't really work for me is because I have a fairly short attention span. So I tend to block my days in half days. So I spend a morning on content creation and the afternoon on client calls and so on. I also feel that And again, this goes back to yourself and your own energy. Um, I lean on the spectrum of introvert to extrovert. I lean towards being an introvert. So I couldn't have like 12 calls in a day or I have had 12 calls in a day and then I'm like lying on the couch with a headache completely exhausted, which again, isn't really the healthiest long-term way to run a business. Some people thrive on that. So you do you, boo. Now, here's one that's worked for me really, really well. And I use like, like I said, I use a combination of all of these in my own business. And that's AB weeks. I first heard of this term from my friend Raina Pomeroy, who's an amazing coach and entrepreneur herself. And it's basically that on an A week, I would take all of my client calls, all of my appointments. That's when I'm, you know, on video and doing all the conversations. And on B weeks, that's when I get to be creative and I can dive into projects and so on. And you can do this automatically. For example, I use uh, Acuity scheduling for my calendar and that's when I, there I can just block out for all of my client appointments. I can just say you have um, alternating hours every second week, which means, and I block out every second week. So my clients or anyone who wants to book an appointment with me, they don't really have a choice in the matter. I just have appointments available every other week. And of course, like it's possible to make exceptions and so on, but that's how it is in general. Now, this allows me to do one really important thing. Again, it's personal. It doesn't have to work for you, but this is has worked for me. So I realized I started, I first started with like blocking my time and then realizing, okay, I can't go a full day. And it's like one, one task. I'm I'll just, it drives me crazy. So then I started doing like a half day and so on. But I realized that if I was working on a project, like I wanted to get a new course up or digital program, or I'm working on a workbook, I needed like a good two, three days to be able to fully dive in and be really immersed in that project. Because my brain doesn't stop working just because I step away from my computer. I am thinking about it while, while making dinner. I'm thinking about it while walking my dog Frodo. So I realized like to get the best results, for example, for my podcast or for making videos or working on a new product, I need like a good at least three days of uninterrupted time to play around and dive into that project. Now, this is different from doing tasks because each project requires, you know, you have to plan it, you have to write, you have to create social media content. There's a lot of different tasks that go into a project, but I realized for how I think working in A-B weeks and allowing myself, let's say, three full days to just think about my podcast, that lets me go deep enough that I can feel like I've tapped into the full potential of what I can bring to the table for that project. And one really easy way for this to be possible is to schedule yourself in A-B weeks and just 
this doesn't have to be full conversation. Um, well, actually, when I work with clients, I say like, hey, I take calls every other week. Here's my calendar. And they book themselves in. Um, occasionally, uh, there needs to be an exception and we just book that in manually. This is one of the best things I've done for my productivity and my business. I have to say it did take me a while to embrace this idea because I was really nervous about what will clients say? What will people say? Is it arrogant to just say, oh, I don't take calls that week? And then I realized like no one really cares as long as they can book an appointment within the time frame they want. And I'm being upfront about it, managing expectations. So here we go and go book yourself in. So that I hope this was helpful. I think the big thing is really know yourself. So I really recommend Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz. Also, the Colby test is really good. There I found out I'm a quick start, which then again, that makes so much sense to me. I'm really good at like getting a flash of inspiration and going and doing the thing really quickly. But I find it really difficult to finish projects. Um, I've mentioned my 55 unpublished blog posts. Part of the reason was I was really good at starting them up, but I took too long and then all the self-doubt and perfectionism came up again. And I'm still the same way. It's a lot better since, you know, I'm actually publishing things. But with that, I had to add a lot of external accountability. I had to add, you know, I one of the reasons I hired my first virtual assistant was so that I had, I had skin in the game. Listen, someone, I am paying someone and she is waiting for me to deliver something. I just have to do it now. So that was actually really helpful. And it wasn't a huge amount of money either. I also schedule in three-hour chunks of CEO dates with a business friend and half the, you know, we have some time to just like chat and let it get it all out of our systems. We have time to work on her business and her struggles and my business and my struggles. And that's again, been really helpful to have people to go back and forth with. I have mentors I reach out to. I have multiple business friends that I can, you know, hit up for uh, feedback or brainstorming questions. But I think the big thing is really, like I said a couple of times here already, it's knowing yourself. It's looking through all these possibilities. And, you know, I've mentioned now here, I've mentioned time blocking, batching tasks, having certain days for certain tasks, having A, B weeks. But at the end of the day, it goes down to your own strengths and weaknesses. Like for me, because of how I think and how I work, I get bored really easily. So for me, the big thing is I need to feel excited about things. I need to have external accountability. I need to be able to dive into a project, get it out of my system, and then move on to the next one. I don't do well with repetitive tasks. Some people do, and that's fantastic. Now go out there and do all the things and be super productive and get it all done. Although don't expect 100% productivity from yourself when there's a global pandemic happening. So take it easy. If you want some help growing or scaling your service-based business, make sure you book a call with me at magagila.com slash call. Speak soon. Hey, hey. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you never miss new episodes. And if you have a business bestie who needs to hear this message, go share this with them. See you in the next one. Love and magic, Maggie.